Hey now, welcome to everyone and anyone to season two of The Average Man's Adventures. Season one was primarily more instructional and philosophical on setting up your plan for adventures. For season two, we will dive right into some as they come. Uh, first area to hit in this segment is a plan concerning my personal heritage and establishing a better connection to my ancestry and the people from which I came. At the moment, I am focusing on my father's side, which came from Athens, Greece. The 50% Greek in me comprises the largest share, so I thought I would start with that. Uh, for the first year, I thought I would visit for the first time to Greece. And if you paid attention to season one, I'm training for a marathon that was going to be in Athens in November. However, COVID is still preventing direct American travel to Greece. So rather than risk the cost of tickets due to the uncertainty, I moved the marathon in November stateside and postponed a visit to Greece. Still, the first year plan was modified for another kind of progress in this area. I'm trying to expand my Greek language skills using basic phone apps, and I decided to apply for dual citizenship as there is an expedited process for those with parents or grandparents born in Greece. My results so far? Okay, how about Hedate Kyrie or Kyria Tikanate? That is, uh, hello, sir or ma'am, uh, how are you? Uh, and then I would say, uh, which is, uh, I'm very well, thank you, in case you ask me that back. Now, I'm sure that's not perfect, uh, but it's a start. And as for the citizenship, the Greek consulate in Atlanta said check back after October 15th. So either they have quota or time restraints on applying for citizenship, or they are overrun currently with Americans trying to leave the country. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Now, as for the five and 10 year Greek ideas, the visit and or marathon or tour, including seeing my grandmother's homestead would now be penciled in in the next couple of years. And the long range notion after citizenship is established would be maybe to own property there to work on toward retirement. Who knows? It's a nice idea to chew on. Now that aside, otherwise, I also want to introduce a new item to the podcast in season two which coincides with the return of Monday Night Football as the 2020 NFL season kicked off yesterday. I decided to pick the Monday Night winner each week in the spirit of my favorite radio show growing up, Leonard's Losers. Now, for those too young to remember, there was a country accent and talk show host that used to predict football games starting back in the 70s and 80s, and the show was called Leonard's Losers but he would dissect the game in a very country, rural, farm, mountain type language. And he used the mascots of each team quite a bit to analogize the conflict on the field. And he picked the losers instead of the winners in numerous fashion. Now here's a sample from one of Leonard's shows as recently as 1992. Well, thank you, Percy and Howdy football fans. The 1992 pigskin season is beginning to wind down, and there's still the chance that that little upset bug is still in business. The little rascal has done more damage to this year's pigskin crop than the boll weevil did during the Depression. I can't remember a season when no one was safe from that little varmint, and you can bet that I'll do my best to find a vaccine that'll control him before next year. As they say down at the fire hall, no matter how hard we spray, there's always a hot spot to cause trouble later on. So the only thing to do is keep on spraying. Clemson versus South Carolina. Spark 
Rocky Woods and his dominators have been laying stronger eggs of late and have ever intention of causing a high pigskin cholesterol count in the big bad felines on Sandy and Death Valley. But it's doubtful if they can shut down all the arteries in this orange pride. Lennox Loser, in a close one, South Carolina. Clearly I cannot hold a candle to Leonard's personality or vocabulary, but I will call my selected winners to honor Leonard, Tony's Turtles, as in the Gatewood Galbraith and possibly Willie Nelson quote about turtles on a fence post. You see them there, you know they're there, but you don't know how in the hell they got there. Likewise, I will never scientifically prove my picks, but I just know them to be true. Tonight, there are two games to kick off the season, and I will take the easy one. Pittsburgh is tonight's winning Tony's Turtle. They are 48-24 all-time on Monday. So that's a two-thirds probability with a pretty good sample size going back over five decades. Big Ben is back from injury. He has something to prove, and the circus of Antonio Brown is no longer there. Now, I know the Giants have Barkley at running back, and he's a beast, but the Steelers have most of their great defense back, too. Add in the fact that the 70s and 80s Steelers were my childhood favorite team and that I also had the good fortune of living in downtown Pittsburgh for a bit to experience the atmosphere of the town and its love for sports and this first pick seemed kind of obvious. Yes, they are on the road, but there's no fans for home field advantage for the Giants and they simply have the better quarterback and better team. Remember, I can't prove it. I just know it to be true. Talk to you next week.